This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, loves. Welcome back to my show. This is Allie Levine with Everything with Allie Levine, and I have an incredible guest today. I have Jules Schroeder, who is a celebrity entrepreneur, millennial expert, Forbes contributor, and musician, and Jules is out to change the world. She has performed at the United Nations, SAP, Next Gen, and has shared the stage with several Grammy-winning artists. Jules has been ranked by Inc. Magazine as number one of the top 27 female entrepreneurs changing the world in 2017 and one of the top 40 millennials to follow in 2018. Jules had a near-death experience that truly shifted her life as a visionary on a mission to inspire people to create a life by their own design. With this vision, Jules created Unconventional Life, a Forbes column, a top-ranked podcast for entrepreneurs as well that features the stories of millennials living from this new paradigm. Unconventional Life has reached millions of people from over 75 different countries and has become a global community of like-minded entrepreneurs, influencers, creatives, and thought leaders. She has a large celebrity following as she has interviewed hundreds as a Forbes main contributor and her own podcast with over a million. Jules, I was so excited to have you on my show today. Welcome. I love what you are doing with this message of living that unconventional <laughs> life. Like, I just think it's such an important message to put out there. And before I ask you like so many questions that I have for you, I just want you to tell us a little bit about you and your story. And if you don't mind sharing a little bit about, you know, what really shifted your life and your vision and perspective on everything. Yeah, well, Ali, thanks so much for having me on the show and good to be here with all of you. And it's definitely been a wild ride uh, in so many ways. And I grew up as the oldest of five girls in Connecticut. My dad worked Wall Street in New York City and my mom spent a lot of time trying to wrangle all five of us. And, uh, you know, one of the things that really stood out as I was growing up is my, my dad would come home from work and, you know, I'd share my ideas with him. And instead of him being like, hey, you know, here's what's right with stuff or go for it, daughter he taught me how to think differently and he always saw where the holes were or what was missing. And as a 16 year old or a young person, it was kind of frustrating because sometimes I just wanted my dad's, you know, approval or first, you know, something like that. But as I got older, it really allowed me to look at anything, whether it was music or how business is done or even how we approach, you know, our health and our well-being with a different paradigm and ultimately with a different frame of mind. And so I think that laid a lot of the foundational groundwork. Um, you know, and I started my first company at 18, a six figure company, went around knocking on doors and uh, painting people's houses. And I ended up doing like a whole marketing painting team, quickly realized I didn't like paint, but then moved into feather hair extensions and then online business. And then eventually had a crazy near death experience in 2015. But I think more than anything, I realized that there's a way that we've learned to accept what we've been inherited. And I think now we're in a really beautiful time, especially with the way the world is, that there's so many things, even like remote work or whether it's what we wanna do with our time or how we wanna function with our life, that all of it's up for grabs and no longer do we accept, we ultimately get to choose. And I think choice is powerful. 
And in my own experience, it's very much been a lesson of that. And then ultimately giving ourselves permission per my mission, as I like to say, to really expand the ceiling on what's possible for us. Yeah, that's such a great message. And you're right, especially with everything like being remote and everything. It's like, you know, I say this to a lot of people too, like, you know, this time doesn't have to just be about hardship and about, you know, tragedy. Like, of course, there are sad things and there are hard things, but this can also be a time of recreating and new birth and all these things that like, you know, you, as you've said, like you deserve to create for yourself and, you know, and you are doing, and you've been doing, and you've really been like paving the way, like you say, with this unconventional life and message. And, you know, I don't know if it's too personal, but could you share that story that like really flipped the script for you? Yeah. So, you know, it was definitely, I felt like, you know, as a young person, I had the six figure company at 18, seven figure company at 22. And then at 24, I had a business partner and bezel a bunch of money, went into $200,000 worth of debt, had 20 some employees. And I thought I'd hit rock bottom. And then a year later, I had this near death experience and I was out, you know, on the water in Colorado and, you know, was out with the boys and I used to be a sponsored snowboarder and I jumped the water and I face planted. And I knew when I hit, it was definitely an impact, but you know, being an athlete, I was like, okay, I don't think I'm that messed up. And about an hour later, I got off the boat and I was in the bathroom and barely could get out of the stall. And I started to lose feeling in my fingers, in my legs. And I just remember like muttering to my girlfriend, I was like, something isn't right. And I guess they rushed me to the hospital and my next memory was coming out of the MRI in the hospital laying in the hospital bed and being approached by this white figure and six black shadow council member. And we had this conversation that was, Jules, you have more work to do in the world. Do you want to do it? And the time they thought my neck was broken, they thought I might've been paralyzed. And I just remembered saying, yes, as long as they don't come back as a vegetable. And literally in that next moment, I was zapped back into my body. I felt this energy forge my neck back together and shoot down my spine. And the second I woke up, the end of life being driven by me and the start of life coming through. And what I mean by that is if I look at my time through those businesses and the things that I was doing prior, you know, I was still riding someone else's version of success. Even as an entrepreneur, I was still chasing the hours, chasing the next peak or the next summit. But when I told the truth to myself, I never really went to bed at night feeling fulfilled. I never like had those moments driving in my car where I was like, wow, this feels enough. I was never satisfied. There was always another goal, another outcome, another something. And after that experience, I started listening and slowing down. And instead of, you know, really creating something by me, I started allowing things to come through. And, you know, three weeks later, I get a call from the woman who's, you know, at the United Nations. And she's like, do you want to come be a global ambassador for education? And I'm still in this neck brace. And I'm like, it's not really the best time right now. But lo and behold, behold this voice <laughs> told me to go and uh, I did. And then Forbes heard what I was doing and they're like, we want you to be part of Forbes 30 under 30. And then they, you know, approached me about starting this podcast. This is the first podcast of Forbes 30 under 30. Then these events came from dreams and, and so on and so forth. But it's really been a, a listening, a deeper listening um, since then. And I think in so many ways I've set out just to understand and have more conversations like this, because I all do believe we are being tapped and we have the ability to allow creation to happen through us. And when we do, it happens way more effortlessly. There's way more fun. And we start truly living an aligned life that really is this like, hell yes, 10 out of 10, 
not just in one area, but in, in all areas. Yes. And thank you so much for sharing that about your story. And I'm so glad, obviously you're okay, but like, wow, what a, what a trip. <laughs> I mean, that obviously is so scary. And um, I can imagine like you really afterwards sat there like, holy crap, like, what am I doing with life? Yeah, for sure. And like literally after being on the other side too, it was the most amount of joy and energy that I'd ever felt that it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then it was like, nope, now you're back in a body <laughs> and you're a human being again. And it's like, oh, this is such a disconnect. So that's been a, a whole nother thread uh, as well. Wow. Well, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I remember just being in that out of body space and like it literally, if I think about it sometimes can move me to tears. And since then I have no fear of dying. Actually, the fear of dying has almost become a longing to go home. And I don't know how to explain it other than it's like, if you were to cherry pack like a thousand X joy quota into like an experience, there's nothing on this earth other than music for me, I, I can access or meditation some of those moments that feels quite like that, that after tasting that, it's almost like a remembering of like, well, what's the point? Why are we creating all this ruckus? What, what is, why is my no really matter? And then I remember I would get written up in accolades or I'd get these acknowledgements and it never felt like, you know, fulfilling in the ways that it used to. It was just like allowing to be a conduit of what was wanting to happen. And so that's been another thing. It's like, when you can feel profoundly complete in any moment, then what do you choose? If it's not about being recognized, you know, you mentioned the intro as like a top entrepreneur by Inc or whatever it might be by Forbes. Well, then what do you do what you do for? And why do you do what you do for? And I think that that's a really different place to create from. And, and ultimately, I think it allows for a different level um, of, of respect, but also just in, in recognizing like, you know, it brings a lot to what can feel like suffering at times as a human being. And if we look at the time that we've been in, just recognizing like, wow, stuff has really sucked <laughs> a lot in the last many months. But at the same time, it's also been really beautiful. And so I think there's a lot of duality that I really got from that experience and um, just a real beauty that I get to take with me. And I think all of us, you know, we get to get embody in our life in our own way. Yeah. I mean, so, so profoundly said. And I love that you said like going home and like honing into like that out of body experience because I in the last like probably I would say two years but like really more um, mindfully in the last year have gotten heavily into meditation and breath work and all these things and you describing that feeling of like coming home when I connect to like my breath truly and when I connect to my body like truly to my body and nothing else I feel that same like home feeling. I feel that same like sovereign, safe feeling. Yeah. And I think it's like, in my opinion, it's like makes the whole thing called like being a human almost makes sense <laughs> in some ways. Like that insatiable question of like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Like, what is my life for? What's my life about? I don't know if I'll ever fully answer that question but being in the energy of that, I think gives me a lot more peace of mind in like the pursuit. Yes, it's, it's so true. And, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Like it is, 
it definitely does make you think about like the human, like, right? Like we're obviously humans, humans are flawed, but it's like, at the same time, there is such a light in each of us, whether we realize it or not. Like you obviously saw so much of yours as others saw it in you. And then you were able to create this incredible life and everything you're doing now and everything you're sharing and how you're helping others create theirs. But that was like a light that was shown to you and now you're taking that light and putting it out there and at the end of the day like we are all energy we are all light and so it makes a lot of sense to me when you say you know coming back to that feeling coming back to home i just think it's beautiful yeah absolutely and i think so many of us like we're at a tipping point right now where we're being called you know, as a country called as people into greater alignment with ourselves and what we do in the world. And I think that that is now becoming accessible for all of us. Like, I really do believe each one of you listening to this, we each have our own unique set of gifts and talents. And for me, I've always been this like multi-passionate being. Like I've, you know, I've been a singer and a songwriter and a you know, event host and a podcaster. And I remember someone came to my website and they're like, you look really ADD. I'm like, I'm going to kind of take that as a compliment. But I think <laughs> that the conversation now, you know, has become how do we get to bring all parts of our self-expression and recognize that each part has a massively intrinsic value rather than compartmentalizing like, oh, I'm in a professional setting. I definitely shouldn't bring my creative side here. Or, oh, you know, I'm in like this meeting. Okay, I definitely shouldn't talk about that. I think it's really allowing for more transparency and ultimately vulnerability for each of us, not just to lead, you know, from a glossy front, but to really be embodied in our own truth. And that's the thing about truth is it's inarguable, whether you agree with someone's truth or not agree with their truth. I think we're really in a time where we're being asked to step up and honestly lead with embodied leadership. And I think that, you know, being bold and courageous and, and all the things that we're talking about is such a huge part and honestly opportunity for each one of us um, to do in our life, which is, I love what you're doing with this show, you know, everything <laughs> without what I mean. It's like, it is everything. It's not some of the things, it's all the things. Right. That's what people and including myself are craving right now. Well, thank you. And you know, it's funny because like this was obviously called um, stripped down when I first started for those that obviously, you know, have known the show and it's, you know, it was to strip down to get to my vulnerable self, as you were just saying, the vulnerability of like motherhood and how hard it was for me. I'm a postpartum depression with my first daughter and all of these things. And it was like, I needed to like be bare and vulnerable to just bear it all and to just expose myself because I needed a place to vent and get it out and not feel like you just said that glossy front of what I was, what you saw on social media and what you were reading. And it's not, it was like, no, I needed to truly be like raw human and just put it all out there. And it turned into this beautiful thing that like now it's just so many different amazing men and women and people from all walks of life sharing their stories and, you know, their own vulnerabilities. And it went from, you know, not just motherhood, but just so much more. And so hence me wanting to rebrand everything with Ali Levine, because like you said, there is so much to encompass in life. And I agree with you. It's like, why can't we be more vulnerable? Why can't we be more transparent? And I do believe that all this time is serving in that higher sense and greater good, in my opinion, to bring forth all of that. And I think that, you know, like when people say like, I have a hard time being vulnerable 
or I have a hard time, um, you know, being transparent. And they ask me, they'll say to me, you know, well, how are you so vulnerable? How are you so transparent? Isn't it hard? And I guess I'll ask you the same question, Jules, because for me, yes, it absolutely is hard. But at this point in my life and in my career and everything I do, it almost feels like inauthentic to not share like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do believe it. I think it's like I hit a threshold where literally my soul and my being was just like, I don't want that. Like I physically can't make myself be that. And I think like a lot of us, when we make our choices from like, what do we watch to even what we eat as you increase your mindfulness, literally your body, your being is like a, just a no to that. And I think a lot of times it happens as an, at an unconscious level, why we are more drawn to things versus why we're not to others. And at least when I think about my audience and, and people like that, it's like the stuff that I don't want to say, because either I feel absolutely terrified or I think I'm totally crazy, or maybe I'm completely onto something is the very thing every time that I'm willing to be courageous and bold enough to reveal it. That absolutely touches someone and says, wow, because you shared that, that opened up this for me. And I realized, and I started to shift that actually what I say isn't really that important. My vulnerability is not necessarily unique in the sense that like all of us deal with so many things. We all have a voice inside our head that will tell us we're not good enough or tell us that something's dangerous or tell us to you know, not say that thing. But when we recognize that we all deal with the same things, it doesn't become about what is important about what I'm saying, but more like, can I just be the space for truth to be heard and spoken? And if I can just trust that I'm saying something right now, that is not, who knows who it's for. It could be for you or for someone else, that that's just part of my gift is just to be that vessel for it to come out and then let the rest be the rest. And that takes a lot of pressure off of having to be perfect all the time because it stops becoming about you and it starts becoming about what's there and it starts becoming about what's present and now. And for me, when I made that shift, whether it was speaking or having guests on shows and things like this, it really allowed for a whole new permission to occur because it really wasn't about getting it right. It was more just about being in relationship, radical relationship with what is. Yes, I love that. Well, and so to that, Jules, how do you feel like you, you know, obviously went through this great shift, everything, you know, you're saying like resonates so hard with me and like my soul right now. And I'm like, yes, yes. How do you feel like, you know, when you started being so vulnerable and you started sharing and all these things, like, how do you feel like you were able to, I guess, get there or if you're comfortable getting there or like, you know, for those that are listening, you know, maybe like, you know, want to be there too. And are like, wow, I like really want that for myself, but just don't even know how to start. And I do believe, you know, a lot of it obviously is just evolving as a person and, you know, different things you go through in life, but because of what you do with an unconventional life and what you speak on and what your message is, what would you say to others that are listening of, you know, how they kind of allow themselves to be more vulnerable and transparent and allow this to kind of play into their own lives? Yeah, I love that question, Allie. You know, I lead a lot of my events, a lot of what I teach is based on a concept called pattern interrupt methodology. And the premise behind it is how do you create these micro little pattern interrupts in your life that then create little openings, new state changes that then over time lead to cumulative shifts. And I guess what I mean by that is so many of us, including myself, we can live our life on autopilot. 
you can drive to work and forget, <laughs> you know, where that hour or 20 minutes or however long it was, and maybe not right now with COVID necessarily, but we have so much of our life is just happening on autopilot. And so the first step I would say is looking at how can you create little shifts that then just take you out of that autopilot. Maybe it's something as small as do you make the same breakfast every morning? Maybe you try something completely different and food becomes a tool for pattern interrupt. Or maybe, you know, you have something, you know, and you're an internal processor and you never like to call a friend. Maybe it might be something like actually phoning a friend or vice versa. Maybe you love talking it out with friends. And then you actually say, you know what, instead of sharing everything on my heart, I'm going to just take 24 hours and be with myself and notice what that's not like. So it's almost like looking at what's instinctive and doing the opposite. And it doesn't have to be big. And when you start doing that, it creates these openings that then allow more information that's from your unconscious, more implicit things to start to become conscious and explicit. And I think once we can start to become aware of how we feel, what we're not speaking our truth about, or why we feel afraid for certain things we do, then we have access to it. And I can't tell you, you know, I'm sure you've had this with people as well, but people that are like, wow, I didn't know I was feeling that way until I slowed down. I mean, let's look at like quarantine and COVID, how much insight for better and worse has come out of having less stimulation. It's profound in quantum, the amount of things that have been called to look at just because there's a little bit more space. So step one, create a few pattern interrupts for yourself could be with food, it could be with your environment, it could be starting a new ritual, like taking a 15 minute walk after lunch, or when you come home from your day, or not sleeping with your phone next to you, or putting it in airplane mode. And then from there, allowing yourself to then have more awareness that then ultimately allows you to make a new choice. And I find, you know, the thing with sharing your truth and being vulnerable can feel so scary, but when you actually do it, it's so much easier. And the amount of time I've had girlfriends been like, Jules, I have this thing that I want to tell my partner and I just don't know how to do it. And like, what if he thinks this of me? And what if he thinks that? And I'm like, well, what if you just told him, wow, I, there's something I want to tell you. And I feel really scared and I don't know how I'm going to, how it's going to sound when I come out. And it's really important to me. And I feel really scared anyways. Are you open to hearing it? And then you just share the thing rather than make it this whole calculated, exhausting mind going, you know, whatever that I myself have also been guilty to. I find it can become a lot more of a shortcut when you actually just start narrating in real time that voice in your head. And another thing is you can also just look at the mirror, put on a timer for five minutes and literally speak out loud everything that comes in. Wow, I have beautiful blue eyes. Man, I really don't like that zit on my left corner of my cheek. Hmm. Yeah. My lips look really good today. Wow. I love my hair. Oh, my hair is out of place. And if you practice something so silly as even that as an exercise, it becomes a lot more fluent and congruent for you. Then when it comes to things that matter, like conversations with loved ones or something that you want to assert in your work life, it becomes a lot more practice to just actually say everything that you're hearing in your mind. And I do find that that can be a really great gateway into being in relationship with truth and ultimately authenticity. I love that. And I love that you said, you know, starting with something as simple as like looking in the mirror and saying silly things, because like we all can do that, right? We all can sit there and say, oh, yeah. air this. And oh my gosh, I have a zip today. And oh, wow. Oh, I need to do this to my brows and blah, blah, blah. Like you, you can do those <laughs> stupid, silly things and turn it into, like you're saying, an actual mindful practice into something that actually can shift. And I, and I really appreciate that you brought up the autopilot because that's definitely something that I have felt 
a major shift in within my own life and everything with my business and even in my personal life of like, once all this hit, like at first I fought it so hard. It was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to like not answer emails all day and how am I going to do And it was like this like freak out mode almost and like total like resist, resist, resist. But then once I finally like allowed to let go, especially since I had my, you know, second daughter and I, you know, during the pandemic and everything, it was like the universe to me was almost giving me this gift of like getting to enjoy this present time. Yeah. New mom again with my daughter, Arlie and getting to, you know, enjoy with my husband and my, you know, firstborn and all these things. And when I finally like let go and released all that and allowed myself not to be an autopilot, all of a sudden everything seemed to find this fluidity that you're speaking of. And I was like, wow, how did I like not see that before? And now more <laughs> like, I pull myself back and try to pull myself off auto- autopilot now, even when I catch myself scheduling too many things and I'm like, wow, okay, I'm so much more aware of being present. Yeah, and I think that's well said. I think at the end of the day, it's all about cultivating awareness. And in my opinion, there's no right or wrong choice. There's no perfect or imperfect formula. It really is all a choice. And if we're always continuously choosing something, whether we like that choice or don't like that choice, why not increase that capacity for awareness so ultimately you can create the life that you really, really want, not just be on autopilot with the one that you just kind of want or somehow accidentally got created for you. Yeah, so to that, you know, with everything you're doing, like, and like you said before, like you have so many different hats and all these different things that you do, how do you also check in with yourself and are able, because like we were talking before we got on here about how, you know, you're prepping for a music video that you have, you know, coming out, you know, very soon this month and all these amazing things. And it's like, okay, so clearly you're very busy along with all the other things that you're doing with unconventional life and your personal life and everything else. How do you then check in with yourself to essentially kind of practice what you preach? Yeah, great question. Well, to start off, I didn't always do it very well. <laughs> I think I worked way too hard and drove myself and everyone around me crazy. <laughs> Especially when I would go into launch modes, it was like, okay, Jules is going to be in terror mode. <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, okay, there's got to be a better way. And so I think we've all, we all learn our own process. But for me, I follow a simple practice of tuning into what feels most alive in every moment. And what I mean by that is I think there's cycles and seasons for everything. And if I tried to literally do everything all the time, like that for me, for anyone would just be overwhelming and impossible. But if I look at stuff in what seasons is it, am I in like, you know, a summer sprint or is it more like actually a winter lull with this kind of thing? And this thing wants to be more on autopilot, like unconventional life. We've been doing exotic events all over the world. We were supposed to bring, you know, 500 on a cruise ship to Italy in June. And then we were supposed to bring a bunch of people down to Patagonia for the total solar eclipse. Like, obviously those events aren't happening. So in some senses, the events part of my business is in a bit of a winter season. You know, it doesn't require active selling and enrollment and pushing. Where in another sense, it's now opened up music to be more in like a summer push side because it's happening virtually and because it's way more accessible and I can do that with COVID and from home and, and all those types of things. So I think, you know, the, the first part of that process is looking at, well, what's alive? Where do I feel the most natural energy? The times where like, you literally feel like doors are opening in your life and you're like, whoa, this is awesome. Or when you speak something into an existent, like an idea with someone and they're like, that's so freaking cool. I still want to be a part of that. Or you say something and it falls totally flat 
and you're like, man, why is this not getting the momentum that I thought it would? I often relate to that as timing. And I really use my external environment, conversations with people, what's happening in the world, along with my internal environment. Do I feel excitement here or do I feel a resistance as feedback and as data to kind of guide me as a compass of like, this is an awesome thing. And I'm gonna just put that in the parking lot for the moment. Or this is an awesome thing. And wow, externally, I'm getting a lot of good feedback. Internally, this feels like go mode. I'm a push on this project right now. And I'll let that drive. And when I do that, it becomes a really beautiful dance because every part gets attention. And I think that's often where in my own experience it's gone wrong is when I feel like parts of myself are being neglected. But I've learned to tell myself like every piece of my self-expression, my music, my artistry, my performance, along with my business, my podcasting, my love of travel, like every piece is just as valid and just as important and will totally get airtime. And by recognizing that, I then get to choose what I play when by tuning into what feels alive and where the energy is. And it's kind of a fun process in a lot of ways because you can pick something up and put it back down and pick it up and put it back down. And it gets to be a continuous flow of creation rather than obligation. And I find that's what ultimately allows more movement and ultimately flow, you know, to happen rather than exhaustion and like feeling weighed down and, and all those other things that can be a symptom, I think, of energetic stagnation. And so, uh, yeah, definitely tuning into what's alive. And any of you can practice this right now. Just noticing where the natural energy is, even if it feels ridiculous or crazy or totally counterintuitive to what you logically thought. I usually find sometimes those can be the best rabbit holes or path to pursue. Another great message of like really just following, like you said, the energy and like really what is in front of you, because like it goes back to what we said in the beginning of the show is it really is all energy. We are energy. And I think when you allow yourself to feel that shift, you're right. It unlocks something and it shows you so much more of just that busy schedule that you just see in front of you. Totally. And it's way more fun, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, I would get more excited to engage with my day, you know? And I think for me, like fun and joy are things we totally get to have in our life. Like we don't have to have things be, you know, so significant and so serious all the time. And so I always have to catch myself out of that. Be like, all right, Jules, <laughs> calm down, <laughs> go on, loosen up a little bit, you know, have a little bit more fun here. So. Yes. Uh, it's such a good message though, because it's true. It's like, what are we really here for besides, of course, our own purpose and everything, but still like enjoy life and, you know, have fun and, and, and experience. And it's like, you can't do that if you're just on autopilot all the time. And I know I was so guilty of that too, of like, even before motherhood, I was on massive autopilot and then like having a baby just rocked my world in the best way possible. But it was just like, I had to face <laughs> like ugly, ugly things in my life to be like, wow, you're just not present. Are you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And talk about like, that's the one thing I really love and admire about you, Ali. And then you like, not only took that, but then you made a whole show about it. <laughs> you know, in its own way. And so I think it's, <laughs> it's such a beautiful message. <laughs> Thank you. And well, I mean, so, you know, you have this music video that's coming up that you're working on. You have all these other projects you're doing kind of remotely right now. What's kind of coming up next for the unconventional life? And like, what do you want people to know? Yeah. So, you know, with unconventional life, we actually started doing a new series called In the Dark, which is pulling back the curtain on top performers' mental health. And what we found is so many of these amazing go-getters, high achievers, you know, we're out creating epic stuff in the world, 
but then also, you know, in order to host and to be that person that wins championships or that hosts events for hundreds or thousands of people or gets on stage and leads those performances, there's also an underbelly. And I found that the degree and range of success that you have, you have that equal and opposite degree of darkness that can accompany it. It's the inhale and an exhale breath that can happen. And so we've started, you know, with COVID times to kind of do more of these interviews and actually just make, you know, the conversations of the dips, you know, that other side, what happens that moment you get off stage? you know, more accessible and allow people to have a toolkit for navigating those and a protocol, you know, not saying, oh man, I'm dealing with something, I shouldn't talk about it, or I feel down today, or something might be wrong with me, to actually just recognize, hey, this is just as part of that inhale success chase to the top part as this exhale rest recover and integrate part is too. And so uh, we've been working on a whole uh, interview series that will be coming out uh, at the beginning of next year, which will be really exciting. We also have a trip to Antarctica on the books for next December. So hopefully by COVID times, we can go to Antarctica and do some really cool stuff um, down there. And then, you know, the podcast has been a really beautiful blessing in continuing that. But we're looking at, you know, really serving our community and our audience with honestly more conversations and more message that isn't heard. We like to take the unheard and, and make it heard in a lot of different ways. I love that. That's so beautiful. Well, Jules, you're such an inspiration and like truly a light. I, I, you know, I think that everything you shared here and everything you said can resonate with anyone, you know, it, it really in anything they're going through right now and take that and, you know, use these simple tips to create, like you said, that unconventional life and do things differently. So before I let you go, you know, is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with? And of course, tell us where we can find you and follow you. Yeah, I would say most importantly, I would find that right now there's a big opportunity that's happening, you know, not only for yourself, but for each other and don't miss it. So easy to wish something to, to, to move faster. Like I want to be out of this thing or like, oh, this is happening and I don't like it, or it's not happening in the way that I want it to, or wanting to be anywhere else than you are right now. And I really believe there is gold to be harnessed in this phase. Like this is a historical moment in time happening. I also believe that we're awakening in a global perspective at a rate unprecedented. In my opinion, I actually feel like COVID was a way that mom earth put her foot down and was like, we're not getting there fast enough. So we're gonna accelerate the timeline. And so I think that there's really something we're each playing a role in that. And just don't miss it. Don't, don't rush it past. Don't wait for it to go by. Just actually harness the gold that's here in whatever way that looks like. And it could look like ugly harnessing and crying and stomping your feet or being upset or feeling down, or it could look beautiful and expansive and, and colorful or anything in between. So, so that would be what I would leave you with. And you know, I find that art and music particularly can be so healing. And Ali, you mentioned breath work, you mentioned some of these other modalities. It's a really great time to nourish yourself and to really take care of yourself and to use it as a way to heal. And so, uh, as you mentioned, you know, I've got a new single coming out called Judgment Day, which will be out at the end of this month. And it's actually part of a whole album. I was given a grant uh, in Canada last year, selected as one of 21 international artists. And that project's called Restless Soul, and that'll be coming out next year. But for me, I found music, and particularly my music, is just a shortcut to what we're feeling. Sometimes when we can't say why it is that we're feeling a certain way, we can listen to something or watch something. And that can actually put into our experience what we're feeling inside. 
And so um, check out my music and let that maybe be a tool for you that can help move stuff or if nothing else, just allow whatever expression it is in yourself um, to allow what's happening in you to move. And uh, to check all this about, you can go to julesschroeder.com, J-U-L-E-S-S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R or julesschrodermusic.com. And if you love podcasts, like this amazing one with Allie, you can also check out Unconventional Life on iTunes, Spotify, all the places that all those things are there. And if something I said resonates, feel free to send me a message. I really believe it, we are in a collaborative era and we need each other. And what, whatever you're feeling in this moment is totally valid. And like, don't forget the gold. <laughs> so yeah. I love that. Don't forget the gold. So good. Jules, thank you so much for being here. Until next time, guys, cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.